we've talked a little about the concept of value. I think now you understand why. You see, as human beings, value is something we can pick up and shape with our own hands, define and redefine as we like. It may be the redefining that is the most beautiful part, the ability to look at something's value to us and decide for ourselves that it needs to change. We are not noble demons. We are not shackled to value. That is, unless we decide to be. Then the only difference between us and the demons is the devastating power. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, your king, your decision-making champion friend. It's me, Kat. Hi, Kat. There you are. Hi, Kirsten. (laughs) It's me. With me today, we have Kirsten. Yep. 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 I am here. Yep. We have Nick. Hello, Decision King. Hello. And hello, you listeners. And we have Kathleen. Hi there. Yep. What do you find valuable, listener? What do you find valuable, listener? Ooh. Golden gems and treasures? The love of a dear friend? Just like... The general presence of a dog. Oh. Or fish and chips. Ooh. Pictures of horses. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of possible answers to this question, listener. Previously, on Sword of Symphonies, the party undertook a little bit of research after the party. Not them, a different party, an actual garden party, went horribly awry. Wotha punched somebody. The same somebody she punched last time. I'm pretty sure the somebody deserved it. Pretty sure? hmm You actually didn't look very closely into that at all. No. No, we didn't. <laughs> no. Did not even glance at that. Um, <laughs> that being said, party ground to a halt when somebody was punched. And the team spent the rest of the evening doing research. They discovered that the disappearances were probably the work of... A noble demon living in a bell tower. And we left off the last episode when the party discovered exactly who owned that bell tower. The family whose eldest son, Wotha, kept punching. Because he deserved it. You assume. Yeah. (laughs) Again, nobody actually looked into this. We have asked Wotha not to accompany us when we go talk to them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not because we don't like her, but because it's probably the more um, political thing to do, shall we say. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She has been asked not to participate in this particular phase of the investigation. So, off we go to the Lee's Craft Estate. Okay. I think. I think that's what we are going to do. Well, you have a couple options. Ampe Gaius Merciful was keeping watch at the base of the bell tower. Freosan has been doing research and has probably discovered the same thing you all just discovered. You can try and find reinforcements. You can try and talk to the demon. There are a number of choices. Penelope votes talk demon. No, Penelope does not. <laughs> Penelope is not allowed to vote talk demon. No. That option is stricken from Penelope's survey. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's not permitted, but 
Van Nagling did offer some additional rumors regarding the Leescraft estate that may be a hint toward how best to interact with the noble demon in the bell tower. She wants art. Mm-hmm. The patriarch of the family, Ara Leescraft, has been seen at numerous art auctions, buying and never selling expensive pieces. The Leescraft family has also not hosted any parties in this season, which everyone believes to be unusual. Perhaps a sign of looming bankruptcy. Perhaps. That's certainly the rumor. I mean, why else would you not have a party other than to hide your shame of lack of opulence? Truly the greatest and darkest shame a person can have. So with this veritable buffet of options in front of you, a tray of hors d'oeuvres, if you will, what do? Should we corroborate our information? We can do that. Just in case there's some kind of feud between the families or something and they want it. But I mean, they're probably true, but it, maybe there's additional things we didn't catch. Uh, what? Uh, Bomb did tell us that there is an ancient property dispute between the Leavescraft and the Naglings. Right. But that was at least a generation ago, but they're also nobles. And I mean, we've already met a noble who uh, is a duke of a country that hasn't existed for more than a century. So, yeah, not good at moving forward with things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Marilyn can send Freyas on a quick message saying pretty much, hey, we discovered talking to the Naglings that this tower is under the Lincraft name. Does that check out with what you've been doing? Oh, yeah. And if so, do you know anything <laughs> else? So I think actually, yeah, Marilyn is going to send them uh, send them a little message. I need to check and see how much of her assist pool she's used. This will be the third point. So you get a response that says, oh, yeah, that absolutely tracks. I was just looking over these property records. Um, did you know... That there used to be a gallery along those same property lines. That we didn't know. But it makes sense. They can only send one message back, so that's what you hear. <laughs> yeah, Marilyn will bring that up for everybody. Just, just sort of, hey, so I talked to Freyason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Leasecraft's owning the tower. That checks out. However... It was also discovered that there used to be an art gallery here. Oh, really? Not anymore, but there definitely was one. And uh, our regal winged feline friend is most likely old enough to remember and possibly own or at the very least appreciate the old gallery. Mm. Mm. The lady we just talked to did say that the other noble was buying art. So I think that's what the demon must want then, yeah? Mm. Well, they're mm -hmm. probably connected in some way. There's a lot of art going on here. But doesn't just seem to be the standard uh, money-changing scheme. Though we don't really know why um, um, the people 
are asking the demon to take people if that's what they're doing. Yeah, that still doesn't give us a link there. We're going to probably, well, we're going to have to go talk to them at least a little bit. Mm. Well, there's still a little daylight. So we've decided we're going to the Lee's Craft House, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we need we need more information. So the Lee's Craft House looks similar to a lot of the other houses in the area. Marilyn, you can tell the difference. Noble houses all kind of look similar, but this one has slightly older architecture surrounded by tall, old, shady trees that darken the walk up to the door. The curtains are pulled shut, and the manor is quiet. I would like adaptability rolls, please. You know what? I think Penelope is going to do adaptability humanity, because Penelope is not, like, a detective or a journalist. But... She's going to try her best to navigate her way at, through what you would do to prepare to interview someone. Okay. Two successes and one edge. Duly noted. What about the others? Marilyn is going to roll adaptability survival because she is thinking if they are hoarding art for some sort of demon, they probably don't want to tell us. But finding things that rich people don't want you to, she's pretty good at. She's done things like that to survive in the past, shall we say. Yeah. And so she is sort of subconsciously casing the joint. And Tissa is rolling adaptability navigation. She is still not quite at home in the city. She got one success. Marilyn rolled pretty well and got two successes. Oh, I'm glad. Two successes is what I was looking for. Because you see, as you walk up to the manor, the door opens. And two successes, especially on survival, which was one of the skills I was looking for, Marilyn can react quickly enough, if she so chooses, to get the party out of sight. Yes, if it is something that we need to hide for, uh, Marilyn has a lot of experience, shall we say, yanking people out of trouble. <laughs> Especially those who uh, love to get into trouble. Can she do it even if no one's shorter than her? She can still do it to Stephen and Lily, so yes. <laughs> so, as you walk up to the manor, the door opens. Marilyn is quick enough to drag Tiss and Penelope into the shade of one of these enormous old trees out of sight of the porch. The huge, dark, double doors open up and a smallish figure emerges. A middle-aged man, not particularly tall. You can tell from here that he's going gray. Is leaving the building furtively with a cylindrical package tucked under an arm. Does Marilyn recognize this gentleman? Um, yeah, you would know who uh, RLE's craft is. Yeah, absolutely. And does he look like he's in a hurry? Yeah. I think then Marilyn kind of whispers to everybody, we may have just gotten a break in the case. Let's follow him, see where he's going. Um. You're, um, you can do that, right? Mm. Yeah. 
Well, okay. Follow my lead. Follow Marilyn's lead. What does Marilyn's lead look like? Uh, Marilyn is going to roll subtlety humanity to get the group to just kind of blend in as just randos on the street while they follow this guy so he doesn't suspect that he is getting tailed because I don't think Marilyn can teach everybody here how to be a, a, a sneak thief this fast, but she can at least pretend to be randos, so. I was thinking of having Tissa roll subtlety tracking and activate my key of empathy because I think she's picking up on, okay, Marilyn is insisting that it's quiet time, so we're being normal and unobtrusive. Being normal, my favorite thing. Quick, be normal. Okay, so what's what was your roll? Oh, three successes and an edge, and a four. Well, Marilyn is going to use her recklessness to get one success and three edge successes. <laughs> Marilyn has the combat specialty of sneak, which means that she cannot have you are discovered given as an edge success case. This is true, and I would not dream of it. She is very sneaky. She's very sneaky. Almost to the detriment of everything else, but we will see what that means. So stealthy, our Marilyn. If you keep those edge successes, I'm not even going to ask Penelope to roll. That goes for both of you. (laughs) If you both keep your edge successes, Penelope doesn't even have to roll this. Mm Mm-hmm. We can just assume Penelope succeeds with the help of you two. Okay. Absolutely. Aw. If you keep the edge successes. You already said something about it'll be too late to stop the thing, so. Yeah. That's not ominous at all. You know what? If you both keep your edge successes, what I was planning to have happen after this will have already happened before this. Ah, But now we're at an impasse because Marilyn is keeping the edge successes. But what about Tissa? That's an important decision Tissa will have to make. Well, if it's the already happened that I'm afraid of, I'd rather it not happen. (laughs) But if it's a different already happened... That's the problem with Kat. You never know what already happened has happened. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, look, there's a lot of problems with Kat, but that's one of them. For sure. (laughs) How are you feeling about rolling, Kristen? You know what? I can roll. Subtlety athletics. Okay, yeah. Subtlety fashion is out for this one. Wow. Two successes and one edge. All right. Penelope's trying her best to be a real good sneaky, sneaky person. I think she's still in disguise mode and is like now like into this whole spies thing. Mm-hmm. She's spy butler. Yeah, spy butler. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's still wearing the butler suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hence why I said subtlety fashion I think is out of out of the out of the question <laughs> in this case. Just a mysterious street butler. No, we can't hang out in this part of town. That's the town that the butlers control. (laughs) So, having successfully concealed themselves, the party sees Aralee's craft 
walk with his package down the lane, across the property. He doesn't have to go far. His family owns the land that the bell tower is on, after all. And soon he is standing at the base, looking up at the bell tower, presumably watching for that shadow that you all saw. And regardless of what he sees, he pushes open the door to enter. What is the spell pieces here? The spell pieces here are view, height, color, cold, lonely, and cruel. I think Penelope is going to try to cast a spell. All right. She's going to cast... Oh, no, I wonder how... Well, how far is Polly from her? That's a good question. You had her keep and watch earlier. Yeah. So, I was thinking of doing flying view and doing that thing where I, like, use Polly to see into the tower. Yeah. Can Tissa add the word speaking to it so that we can hear what it is that Polly is seeing. Very nice. All right. I think to start the spell, once we are out of view, Penelope silently gestures for Polly to come near and begins to whisper something in Polly's ear. And then this is where I, I'm going to pass it off to Tissa to continue. So Tissa strokes Pollyanna's mane and... I don't think says anything. I think that she understands that Pollyanna does not speak her language, and that's okay. But she's got good ears. And Pollyanna takes off again to circle the tower. How does this spell communicate what Pollyanna sees to you? Like, is there an image that is projected? Is there a narrative? If so, whose voice is it in? Do you just hear what's happening in the tower? Where are we at? I was thinking... For the visual part of it, perhaps it's sounded like mental imagery. Like you get a image come to you inside your head. Okay. So I think to go along that, we hear what she's looking at. Like there's a microphone just planted where she's looking at. Pollyanna takes off and circles the tower. She flies up so high that she's up among the clouds. You can make out her wingspan, but little else. And she flies around the tower, and you receive this mental image. Brief flashes of a person scaling a spiral staircase. And in all the windows, the daemons watching the ascent, but doing nothing about it. Just standing there. And you hear the purring. And then there is a rattle of keys and a groan of an enormous door. Polly can't see the door being opened, but the spell can hear it. Then a figure emerges into view in the window, the same small middle-aged man you had been observing. And he wordlessly opens the package under his arm and very carefully pulls out a rolled-up canvas, which he sets on the table in front of him, 
and steps back. And then she steps into the light. You've seen her before with this spell. She is enormous. She is dark blue in color. And she reaches out a paw to very softly, very gently unroll the image in front of her. Pollyanna can barely see what it is. There is an impression of a field of flowers. There is a great deal of green in it. But the angle is wrong. The demon has a human's face, imperious and cold, until the eyes look down at this rolled-up canvas, and the expression softens, and there is a smile. Not a smirk or a smug affectation, but genuine pleasure. And the purring becomes louder. And what? She asks. And her voice rings through the area like the bell at the top of the tower. Do you intend to ask of me for this? My friend... And now the smile is ironic. Briefly, before she looks back at the canvas. The man straightens himself up and tilts his head a couple times, as if preparing to speak. The same thing I asked last time, he says. Only perhaps successfully. And at this her eyes seem to flash. And he raises both his hands and is, no, I just, same request as last time. Please, Baroness. Mm -hmm. Well, you did well to bring me something else before asking. If you'd come empty-handed, it would have been you. The purring resumes. And the man turns to leave. He bows to the demon deeply and she gives him a nod toward the door, wordlessly telling him to do what he had already begun to do. The great door creaks again. The rattling of keys echoes through the spell again. And the spell hears him sigh as soon as he emerges into the stairwell, as if he is deflating but it is a difficult sound to hear under the sound of the Baroness enjoying her latest offering. And he begins to descend the staircase. Is there anything the party would like to do with this information? I think once the image and the sounds fade, Penelope kind of looks back and forth at everyone. Should we confront him? Do we have art? Could we give art to her to not... Oh. I mean... Well, if she's only doing this because she's getting paid, then we simply stop her getting paid. Also, I don't have an arrow big enough for her. There is that. That's that's a big part of this. No, they can die, but I don't don't want to... I wouldn't recommend, no, yes. Um, also maybe Wotha's in trouble again? 
I do have an arrow big enough for him. Um, um, no, I don't think like that. What's puzzling me is, what is this request that wasn't successful the first time? Well, if it was kidnapping or otherwise dealing with Voltha, who did strike one of his family members, that could be a big one. Hmm. I don't take too kindly to that sort of thing, though. She is my partner, after all. Anyone who would like to can make an understanding role. Sure. Anything in particular, or...? So you can all take your pick. If you would like to roll to piece together what has happened. You know, I think... Oh, actually, I forgot to ask, too. How much scatter um, did that spell cost me? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say four. Okay. Split it evenly works okay for me. Yeah, I think Penelope is going to try... I guess understanding humanity, trying to read what he was talking about. Sure. Two successes and one edge. Two successes will tell you that you witnessed an attack from these daemons that was foiled recently. Oh. When you were all on the pub crawl? Oh. I thought that was horrors, though. Or am I... No, twas not. Right. Like, that was the whole thing that, like, was like, oh, it's a demon. Right. So who who was the target? There was a person present who he had motive to try and disappear. Yeah, Kirsten, why didn't we go to the Leescrafts first? Because of punching? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Huh. Well, that does keep punching his son? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, we better go warn everybody's stat. This is not good. Or get Art to make a counter offer. Do we have Art? That is the step we're at is what do? So the most chaotic gremlin in my brain says that Tissa could cast Speaking Height to talk to the demon and essentially ask first, like, hey, how much art? Or, hey, could we convince you to not do the thing that you just said that you would do? I like that. <laughs> I would remind you that the target of your investigation is coming down the stairs at this present moment. Oh, yeah, that thing is happening too, yeah. right? <laughs> so if I love this plan. It just needs to maybe be modified slightly to deal with the, uh, the urgencies. Is that another stealth roll to hide it out of you? So we just talked to Marilyn out of murdering this man, but maybe we should confront him any... Actually, yeah, no, Tissa is going to step out and roll Daring Humanity and do a big old Penelope of a statement, and she's going to say, Um, hi... Why are you asking a demon to kill people? I feel like that's probably not something you should be doing. And, he, <laughs> and she gets two successes and two fours. Okay. I also think when this happens, Penelope is going to stand up and do her best to look super intimidating. <laughs> um, <laughs> as uh, Tissa's saying this. 
So I guess at Daring Athletics? Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not, Kirsten? Do it. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. One success and three edge successes. If you keep the edge successes, he will be successfully frightened of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. While they're doing this, Marilyn is going to scatter into her assist pool one more to let Wolfen know that there might be someone coming for her. Yeah, okay. All right. Wolfen would probably appreciate knowing that a demonic hit has just been placed on her. Probably. Sounds like the kind of thing she ought to know. He emerges from this door. It is immediately confronted by an uncharacteristically bold Tissa. And he blanches. And then Penelope approaches. And he turns and runs back into the tower and slams the door behind him. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, that may not have worked the way I intended. You hear the door lock. Uh, I think Penelope then just starts tearing after him. Oh, no. Okay. I guess. An- okay, it's it's happening now. Okay. A Go daring athletics roll to try to outrun and tackle? Well, this happened as soon as he emerged. Oh, okay. He was not clear of the door. This is this is real edge success hours right now. <laughs> yeah. Kirsten, when are you going to learn that when I offer you an edge success that is you succeed, that I mean, do you want to succeed? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Marilyn comes up behind Penelope while she's thinking all this and just kind of goes, I can, I can get the door open, Marilyn. Tissa, Penelope, whatever your name is again. I'm a little all over the place right now. Oh, um, yeah. And then as an aside to Tissa, she's not Marilyn, right? I'm Marilyn. That's how this works. Yeah, that one's you. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right, I can keep it together. Mm. Um, Marilyn is just going to pick the lock. All right. She's got lock picks. She's got big subtlety. Yeah. So that's a tinkering roll if ever. Hey, Kirsten. Yes? Hey, Kirsten, check this out. <laughs> it's a tinkering roll in context. <laughs> so that is three successes <laughs> and two edge successes. Wow. That'll pop the lock open, Absolutely. While you're working on that, you hear uh, footsteps approaching from behind. It is Gideon and Ampe, who have emerged from lookout duty. And Ampe says, well, you saw most of that, but something just took off from the tower. Uh Uh-oh. That would be Wolf's caller. We should do something about that. I've I've let her know about it, but... Should we go reinforce? Hmm. Um, can... Let's, let's go. Well, we've we've got a flying elk. Let us go provide some backup. I've opened the door. Our um, friend is inside, the one who just put the hit out on Ulfa. Um Do something about him before I do, please. And Bay kind of looks back and forth like, what, what, what do I, how do I? And Gideon's like, okay, we can do this. Do which? And Tiss is going to go into the tower. 
I don't know if this is another split the party moment or not. I'm all for it. Gideon's coming with you. I think if we are going to do that, since Penelope has a cloud elk, she's going to try to go help prevent the hit on Wolfa because she can mm-hmm. get there faster. Uh, yeah, Marilyn will also be wanting to go help save her partner. Yeah, Marilyn okay. can ride with... Oh, but then... Oh, but yeah. Um... Marilyn is small and, and has, has given Polly apples. Okay, and then that leaves us two going that way. Tissa, Gideon, and Ampe at the tower? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ideally, the three of them can take a middle-aged man. And, and and who knows how many demons in the tower who may or may not care about this. They I, may or may I, not. Does he have enough art for all of you? I doubt it. Um, 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 wait, here. And I think Penelope passes her sketchbook and is like, maybe the demon will like some of this? I don't know. I don't know what art is, but here. Okay, hurry. Thank you. And she passes the sketchbook and then hops on Polly and extends a hand down for Marilyn. Wolf was in trouble. We gotta go. We'll be back as soon as we can, everybody. Mm. Ampe salutes. Gideon waves. Tissa clutches the sketchbook pretty tightly in her left hand and starts into the tower. When the door is opened, there is no one there. Presumably, he has proceeded deeper into the bell tower. But as you are making your way toward the spiral staircase that ascends the bell tower, you hear the purring stop. And that, I believe, is going to take us to memory time. I love bold Tissa. This was a cool Tissa. <laughs> and then it was just I, this so sweet, the image of Tissa like holding the sketchbook tightly going into the tower. And I guess maybe that's partially to steal herself to go into a tower where there's a bunch of demons. But also I got a sense of like she knows this is precious to Penelope and is keeping it safe. And that just like touched my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the Penelope slow realization that Wolta keeps beating up this guy's son, which is probably <laughs> why he's been doing this. Yeah. Well, or at least why Wotha specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Also, scaring him back into the tower was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking back on it, Penelope's going to be like, shit, I can intimidate someone to run. That's awesome. But at the moment, it's like, no. <laughs> lesson we wanted you to learn. <laughs> this was a lot of very Penelope-focused Penelope lessons going on right now. <laughs> I, I w- Penelope was told the butler suit made her look tougher, so... It accentuates her shoulders. <laughs> Again, like a cat, she learns the lessons that she wants to, not the lessons that we want her to. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? I love the who am I cost to infiltrator assist pool and so i am loving marilyn starting in on that a little bit yeah 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 big my mom calling my sister and i by each other's names when she's stressed (laughs) energy it was very good i liked it nick 
I just, I realized I've been using the assist pool a lot because it's extremely useful. It's extremely in, useful. In one day. Yeah. Yeah. Marilyn only has one more use and then it's just full. I need to lie down. Mm-hmm. You need to lie down. It'll, it'll be fine. I'm over there. I've got this. We all need to lie down, <laughs> listener. Hey, listener, do you know who you are? Okay, you sound pretty sure. But whether you are or not. Whether you are or not, we treasure your company, and we're so glad that you've joined us this week. It's always a treat. You can make a formal introduction to us on Twitter at PeachGardenRPGs or on our website at PeachGardenGames.com. You can find links to support us there on our Ko-fi page where you can buy very shiny Blazing Him stickies or Sword of Symphonies stickies as well. They're not rainbow, but they are pretty. And you can also find our Patreon there if that's something that you would like to do. Mm-hmm. If you just kind of want to hang out with us, great, cool, swell. You can find a link to the Heroic Discord in our pinned tweet on Twitter. And you can also find us on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord, along with all of our friends. We'd love to meet you. Yeah, you can come there and introduce yourself as whoever you would like to be known as. Yeah, we're not going to ask questions. I mean, we might ask you about, like, stuff that you want to talk about because it's fun. Mm, Yeah, we might do that. But, like, we're not anyone to judge. Yeah. (laughs) Least of all us. (laughs) If I know anything about our lead times, and I'll be the first to admit that I don't, then Solo But Not Alone 2 is live? Mm -hmm. And if it is... I would really appreciate you checking out Solo But Not Alone on itch.io. Solo But Not Alone 2, mind you. It is the second year that I am running a a fundraiser for Jasper's Game Day, which is a suicide prevention organization working in the TTRPG space. Selling a bundle of 101 single-player RPGs, and it is going to be $10. That is less than a dime per game. And... Not only will you get to enjoy the work of game designers from around the world for this amazing price, but you'll also be helping keep people alive and helping people make the decision to stay alive, even in these extremely fraught times. So I would appreciate it if you would take a look. I'm done being earnest. Have we done our outro? We have done our outro. Well, with all that said, thank you all for playing with me this week. Mm -hmm. It was a good time. Good times. And thanks again, listener. We'll catch you next time. Bye. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Be gay. Roll dice an LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Something is wrong in the city of Astoria Heights, and the only ones who can set it right are a would-be starlet, a nun with strangely prophetic dreams, and a mobster on a divine mission. They know that a rift will open up in the city, utterly destroying it. And they know this because they have lived it more than once. Fate is dead, and they're their replacements. The Last Tapestry is a D&D 5e podcast featuring an all-LGBTQ cast 
set in a homebrew world with a 1920s aesthetic. Find it on your favorite podcast app or follow it on Twitter at The Last Tapestry to find out when new episodes drop.